Hi, I'm Phil and welcome to the Who's Podcast YouTube channel. And today I'm going to talk about episodes 5 to 8 of The Rings of Power, which recently finished airing on Amazon Prime Video. Now when I looked at episodes 1 to 4 a couple of videos ago, I was fairly ambivalent towards what I'd seen so far. With only being allowed to use story elements from the appendices of the Lord of the Rings book, Amazon took a bit of a gamble introducing new characters and taking certain liberties with established characters' backstories that were more fleshed out in Tolkien books such as the Silmarillion, which Amazon did not have the rights to. And with Amazon investing an enormous amount of money into their flagship show, Amazon's reputation is riding on the success of this series. So... After a rather slow build-up where the pieces of the story were put into place, the remainder or second half of this series ramps things up considerably. But the problem with this is that everything, and I mean everything, happens in the last half of this series, particularly towards the end. Firstly, this series gets its Helm's Deep moment where the Orcs attack the village in the Southlands, trying to reclaim a key that has been hidden by those in the know in the village. Also riding to their defence are the Numenorians, which, having been convinced by Galadriel, are coming to the rescue and to also help the King of the Southlands, Halbrand, to reclaim his throne. Nevertheless, the Orcs find their key, which, when used, awakens a volcano otherwise known as Mount Doom and leads to the creation of Mordor. I must admit that when they show the devastated Southlands and the caption change from Southlands to Mordor, it did make the hairs on the back of my neck stand up only because there are none on my head. Meanwhile, we found, find out that Mithril, which has been discovered by Prince Durin in Khazad-dum, is the saviour of the elves' very existence. And we also kind of find out the mysterious stranger is, and Sauron is also revealed. Oh, and if you're wondering where the hell the rings were in a series called The Rings of Power, well, they turn up as well. You see, all of this Middle-earth history crammed into four episodes. Now, there are and have been Tolkien purists who have done nothing but poor school in this series since its inception. And if you see yourself as a gatekeeper of all things Tolkien, you will not like this series one bit. And it does take a lot of liberties with the source material. However, for once, I'm kind of on their side. I don't really care whether characters or plot strands are dropped to make a TV show. The timeline for some of these things I recapped were crammed into too short a time period. Though I did actually enjoy this series, I do have problems with it. For example... After Durin finds Mithril in Khazad-dum after digging not particularly not too deeply or greedily, a Balrog is awoken. This contradicts the content which Amazon had the rights to, so why change it? However, the fact that Mithril is all of a sudden the saviour of the elves, this does lead to some very good scenes between Prince Durin and his father the king, who basically says the elves' time has come and to just let them die. These scenes are very well acted by Owen Arthur and the fantastic Peter Mullen, and are found to be the most powerful scenes of the entire series. In fact, I found that any scenes involving the dwarves to be the most entertaining and riveting. And any scene between Durin and his wife Deesa were always a joy to watch, and I found the friendship between Durin and Elrond to be depicted here to be genuine. In fact, if they just made a series about the dwarves alone, I would be very happy. But I suppose the main thrust of this series was the return of Sauron. While there was some mystery surrounding the corrupted elf Adar and his claim to have killed Sauron, his eventual reveal in the last episode didn't come as a surprise to many viewers when it was revealed to be Halbrand all along. However, what I did find interesting was his tempting of Galadriel. We've always been told that Sauron was the great deceiver, and he certainly tries his best with Galadriel, which people would now call gaslighting. And the way these scenes played out were quite effective with Saren pretending to be Gladriel's murdered brother Finrod and trying to change her perception of reality. 
Also, Serona's Halbrand shows Keller Brimbor how to make the three rings for the elves, but this is where things start to enter murky waters. Tolkien described that Sauron presented himself as the fair elf Anatar, the Lord of Gifts, who manipulated Celebrimbor to forge the rings. While Halbrand certainly manipulated Celebrimbor and the Rings of Power, again it was the change to the original book's plot, which wasn't entirely necessary. To me it makes more sense Sauron pretending to be an elf, to ingratiate himself with elves, rather than a scruffy man pretending to be the king of the Southlands. I think this was a misstep. But right now, the only rings made were the three rings for the elves. There's been no mention of the rings of the dwarves or men, so maybe Anatar will appear in future series. The other big reveal is who the stranger is, whose mind was unlocked by the three cultists led by the Dweller, who believed him to be Sauron. Now, without going into too much detail, there is some ambiguity as to who the stranger really is. We do now know, however, that he is an Istari, in other words, a wizard. So everyone now thinks he's Gandalf, and while he said things that Gandalf will also say in the future, he has still not been named. So he could even be Saruman or one of the blue wizards that featured in the books. So this series ends with the half-foot Nori walking off with the stranger, Sauron walking into Mordor with black hair now because you know he's evil, the elves have their rings, and the king of Numenor is dead, and it certainly looks like Farazon will make a power play in series 2. Which leads us to when is series 2 airing? Well, we have to wait until 2024 before we see that. It looks like Amazon have certainly committed themselves to producing this show, and while it looks great, I can't really commit to saying this is Tolkien. I'm certainly not a Tolkien gatekeeper, and I'm not precious about the content of the show, but for me, this first series has felt like a generic fantasy show that pays homage to Tolkien. So, while I'm looking forward to the next and future series, and it is trying to be its own thing, for me, it needs to be feel more connected to the Middle-earth we know, and unfortunately, we have to wait two years to see if that will happen.